0: Listener Production.
1: Brooke Boney and Linda Mariano's Dream Club. Hello and welcome to Brooke and Linda's Dream Club, where each week we yank open that random drawer in the house full of bits and bobs in culture. We ruffle through our favourite moments, and this week we are one week into the groundbreaking Bachelorette
0: season. Silverchair's Daniel Johns, remember Daniel Johns from all of our teenage fantasies? Oh, of
1: course I do. Oh, well, he's
0: got a podcast and our horror movie recommendations, just in time for Halloween. Oh, that's a uh, that's a beautiful little wolfie. Was that house? a how? I reckon you can do better. Go on.
1: Hold on. I've got to step back from the mic. I don't want to hurt your little ears. You know that we love it when you hit us up on the Dream Club podcast on Instagram, when you send us a pic from when you're listening. If you're doing something cute, send us a little
0: video. I love it so much. And Chloe sent us a video of her and her dog cooking together. Have a listen to this. Lindy and Brookie, I'm listening to your podcast on my Sunday night with my doggie who's my sous chef and I'm making my HelloFresh feast. Thank you for your all your entertainment in lockdown.
1: Love you both. <laughs> that is adorable, my little chef. Have you ever seen that YouTube series? It's called Cooking Whiz Dog. No. And it's a dog in the kitchen. A uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, that's Actually a that's a sorry recommendation. Like a Seriously.
0: <laughs> oh, I love that so much. Maybe not hygienic. But who cares? Your little, a little baby. You got to share everything with you us. those. You got to sharing movies. is caring, hey, Linda. Let's get into it.
1: Brooke and Linda's Dream Club.
0: So, Linda, we have talked at length about the pitfalls of fame for young people. But one of the most compelling stories I reckon based around this theme has just come out in podcast form and the centre of it all is Daniel Johns from Silverchair who course, like shot to fame. Him and two of his friends from Newcastle, just small town boys releasing music from their garage at the tender age of 15, going and playing shows all over the States. Um, and just shooting, like people being absolutely obsessed with them. Um, so the the beginning, I guess sort of the beginning of this whole journey for them started with some gigs that they were doing um, in the US. And this podcast sort of charts how they were shot to fame, someone backpacking through Australia, sending a CD to their friend in the US yeah. and that being played on US radio and then thousands upon thousands of people turning out to see them play. Um, And comparing him to Kurt Cobain, who'd very recently at that time passed away, Mm -hmm. Courtney Love screaming out something like, is this baby-faced Kurt? She said uh, there's this guy,
1: she was uh, referring to the fact that he was playing, Silverchair were playing at the same festival as them on another stage. And she says, there's this kid that looks like my dead husband. And, you know, everybody just became obsessed with Daniel Johns, this baby-faced, blonde grungy frontman, 15 years old at the front of Silverchair. And like you said, the fame was overwhelming. The podcast is a five-part series. It's called Who is Daniel Johns? There's two episodes which are out now and it does do exactly what you said. It gives you an insight into someone that has become one of the most internationally successful and hands-down most successful Australian musicians of all time. Silverchair have won 21 ARIA awards and done countless tours and festivals over the years. But increasingly, recently, Daniel Johns, as you may or may not be aware, has become known as quite the recluse. He said he doesn't want to perform anymore. Well, he
0: actually said, I would not perform with Silverchair if you gave me a million dollars and put a gun to my head. I thought that was such a huge statement. Yeah. Such a huge statement. And in the podcast, it sort of goes into it, um, he talks about some of the the behind-the-scenes thing, how they were just really incapable of dealing with that much pressure from such a young age. You know, it makes you think of artists like the Kid Leroy, like Justin Bieber, like Billie Eilish, who we've talked about on the podcast. Um, But those people have... um, whole humongous teams around them. They're part of like a big machine with lots of support and lots of artists who have been through similar things supporting them, like Justin mentoring the yeah, other two yeah, younger ones. Yeah. But at that time, what you hear is that it was just their manager who was trying to help them navigate yeah. this incredibly difficult world. I mean, and this is a trigger warning, there were calls to them about, you know, people suiciding if yeah. Daniel wouldn't speak to them, women pretending to be pregnant with his baby. And this is when you're a teenager, when your brain is just developing. And then you throw into that the, the pressure of, you know, releasing more music because that first album that they did, Frog Stomp, mm-hmm. that would have just been them mucking around and trying to do the best that they could and then having all of the expectations that come with being really good. making music.
1: Mm. How did you feel hearing... Because he talks about the kind of the... He doesn't say it as articulately as saying, the price of fame equals this for me. But what is so fascinating about this, you know, audio documentary is that he, for the first time, has really let his guard down and has talked about how much it affected him and how much he just didn't even want to go out or go to the pub and how people didn't really understand that. How did you feel hearing those bits in terms of like this that fame gets put on this massive pedestal that people just like aspire to be so
0: popular there is nothing good that comes with a meteoric rise to stardom and I don't know I think if you ask anyone who's super famous um, or even like mildly famous like what the good parts of it are I think the bad parts would far outweigh the good parts. But when you see these people and you're like, oh, how lovely to have so many people touched by music or to be interested in your life or to be, you know, obsessed over you, like you said. But I don't think that that's the reality for those people who are living that because then your, like, sense of being a, an individual as part of a society ceases to exist because you can't go and do normal things. Nobody um, looks at you in the same way that they do other humans. And so in a sense, like part of your humanity is like taken away from you, like all of your agency is taken away from you. It's like being in lockdown, but that's their life forever. And so then, you know, fast forward a few decades and we see pictures of Daniel Johns um, that are really, really troubling where he's like under the influence of of something, um, you know, being photographed in the street in Sydney wearing lipstick and, and not many clothes and, and, you know, these front pages on the Daily Telegraph, which he sued them for, saying that he was um, involved in some really sexually explicit yeah. stuff at, with, um, with sex workers. And you think, like, well, nobody would want to sign up for that. So it was really lovely to see him... In this really domestic situation Wasn't with his it mom, so sweet. she's like He's like, Mom, you don't have to clean up. It's a podcast. They can't see. <laughs> it's it's a big recommendation. You
1: know, whether or not you're a huge frog stomp or diorama or dissociatives or Daniel John solo fan, it's really lovely to get this intimate insight. You're in his home, he's showing you around, he's showing you the piano that he wrote huge hits on, and you're hearing from these amazing people, his ex-partner. Uh, ex-wife um, Natalie Imbruglia is on here. The new episode that's out today is him talking about the loneliness of fame. I just, you know, I'm I'm gobbling it up, but it's hey, very hard to. Can I you ask know, you something before yeah. we
0: move on to the next topic? What's okay. your favourite Chair song?
1: I have to say, I I don't know if it's the. Best song, but for me it's that seminal moment of being in primary school and watching video hits and seeing freak come on mm. and going, who is that person? I am I am like obsessed with this dude now. Yeah. What about
0: you? I I loved that I, I loved the later ones. Like um what's that song? And it's like, I'll make it up to you. In the year 2000.
1: Oh, my God, that was real Y2K days. That was, was that was 2000. That was a oh.
0: riotous music video. By the way, did you know that it's a sledge to call someone Y2K? Like, if you want to, like, sledge them, you can be like, all right, Y2K. Oh, my God, that's like daily. the new OK
1: Boomer. Yes. Yeah. Sick. All right. Now I know.
0: OK, Y2K. <laughs> did you know Brooke Boney is the bachelorette? <laughs> Do you know people keep tagging me and stuff. That happens all the time because her oh, name is Brooke <laughs> Blurton and I'm Brooke Boney. We're obviously both very hot Aboriginal women, so yes. I can understand. But I think, it, you know how it just pops up when you're tagging things and you yeah. just click on the first one. Um, and so I think it must happen. And
1: also here on the Dream Club podcast, you're getting a Brooke Blurton every week. Brooke's blurting out the opinions. <laughs> Blurting out truth. Left, right and centre. Bitten truth on these boots. And that is right. We are talking about the brand new season of The Bachelorette. It has kicked off with Brooke Blurton, the first ever in the 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 franchise's 20-year history, um, has there been a bisexual lead uh, as The Bachelor or Bachelorette. And not only that, she is also a proud First Nations woman. And so we're a couple of episodes into this. I have watched The Bachelor religiously. No, religiously is too strong a term. I've watched
0: probably a good five
1: seasons. But of those five seasons I've watched, I've watched those religiously where I've not missed an episode, where I've not made plans on the night. Well, this is the thing, right?
0: Like even smart women or men, um, you know, with busy lives, interesting Thank you,
1: taking all these compliments.
0: Can get obsessed with these really silly shows like Maths, like Love Island, yeah, like yeah. The Bachelor or Bachelorette. And it becomes like this thing where you're like, oh, um, I actually, I'm going to stay up late or I'm going to like miss dinner (laughs) or I'm going to like not make plans or whatever on this night. So that's like a big commitment that you're taking out. It's a lot of hours. It's a lot of hours (laughs) and I... There's a lot of names to learn. It's Yeah, and you get like invested. Yeah, you do. And you're like looking them up on social media. It's so funny. It's so funny to see people have like little chat groups about it and and viewing parties and stuff like that.
1: I do have to say this season is, well, of course, different for those reasons that I just mentioned. And for that, it feels, as you might have seen around, you know, it it feels groundbreaking. And I definitely teared up when there was a Welcome to Country uh, in the first episode and that just felt so wonderful What I will say is my experience watching this season so far is so different to previous times because I feel like when I've watched previous seasons of The Bachelor or Bachelorette, I've kind of hate watched them. I've kind of been invested but I've not liked the the people, whereas Mm -hmm. this is the first season where I'm actually rooting for the person that's the lead. To You know, in in the past I've been like, oh, he is is just as as boring as toast. Like Mm. toast is delicious, but
0: you know what I mean. Okay, don't bring toast into this. Sorry, not bringing toast into this.
1: I think I'm actually just hungry. But with (laughs) this one, I saw Brooke and first of all, like she just looks, I have to say, more high fashion and more kind of just aesthetic aesthetically so classy. I think she's just like the classiest one I've ever seen. Like when she's doing her piece to cameras, she's wearing power suits. She's wearing that all-in-one Saudi Arabian um, designer black dress that she wears on the very first episode. I love that dress so much. She just looks, I think, so much, you know, steps ahead of what I've seen in the past. And I don't know, I just, I, I, I really enjoyed the first two eps.
0: Same. I really enjoyed them too and I wasn't expecting to because mm. I'm not like a huge batchy fan. I yeah, don't generally yeah. watch those sorts of things. Like sometimes when we're on the phone and you're like, okay, I've got to go because The, the Bachelor is starting I'm like, I'm rolling eyes. Like, yeah, okay, right, yeah, all right. All right, here she goes.
1: All right, watch well, um,
0: <laughs> it, um, But I really enjoyed it and the, the parts that made me really emotional was when she was saying, and I don't know if they say this all the time, but she's like, I really just want to find love. Because you really felt it and knowing what her backstory is, yeah. like with how, you know, she grew up with her, um, like with different relatives because her mum had passed away and you just like genuinely believe that Brooke wants to find this person who's yeah. going to guide her and she can guide through the rest of their lives. Yeah. And it, I even feel like I'm going to cry it now. <laughs> Why? Is
1: it because she has the same name as me? I think it's <laughs> the BB trait. But she is genuinely just so articulate mm. and calm and collected. And she feels like more of a boss than I've ever seen one of The Bachelor or Bachelorettes before. Sometimes I feel like they're being really prodded and being kind of taken for the ride, whereas I feel like she knows what she's what she doing. Wants. She actually feels yes. like a much more commanding lead character on The Bachelor than, than ever before. And I know because I'm an expert, I watch it a lot. Uh, but she actually feels like she's... Kind of driving the show, like you're not going to pull one over her.
0: And I like when she looks at them. That's the perfect way to describe it. Like, yeah. she, you can tell that she's critiquing them, even though she's doing so out, of, so out of like loving kindness. That she's like, "You just messed up, and that is noted." Oh, like when she you does know? the gagging thing when the guy blew, takes photos blew. of
1: her, and she's like, "Did you, a you weird just photographer? Pout yeah, yeah, to she's like, so blew, so good." Blew. Uh, but yeah, I loved seeing the I loved seeing the on screen kiss between her and another woman. I just I'm eating it up.
0: Well, the other thing that I was going to say is it's so um, outside of the sphere of what we're used to seeing um, when you see like women flirting on screen because like so cool it's so cool. Like I've I I think like the L word probably had that, but that wasn't like mainstream like yeah. The Bachelor. So to see a woman flirting with both men and then flirting with women, I was like I don't. Like as a hetero woman, I don't know that I've ever witnessed that sort of thing before. So, so it's pretty cool. cool.
1: Hey, I do, I was going to note this, the thing that I did see come out at the end of last week as well was that the ratings for The Bachelor have gone down so much in recent years and I'm like, I feel sorry for Brooke because I'm like, oh, you've been given this franchise that's really been going down. And then what I saw, because I felt so chuffed with watching those first couple of episodes, but they were actually the lowest rating episodes ever in Bachelor history. Can
0: you believe that? Yeah, that surprises me because it is really great TV to watch. Like, it's so, so good. But I'm not at all surprised that, you know, Channel 10's decided to like, oh, let's try out diversity and something cool now. Like, instead of when they probably needed to, which is like
1: we, yeah. two,
0: three, four years ago when the franchise was getting a bit stale, exactly. you know? And then they put two sisters on there who are both like white, both with very similar experiences mm. to like everyone on there who we've seen before. <laughs> Just double it. Right, yeah. Just. Hey, there's two of them this time. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> double trouble. That's right, that's no, right. but like, yeah. you know, why not try something interesting then? Because we've seen like with, You know, when Marvel does really cool diversity stuff, it works for them. They have like really impressive outcomes, like record um, box office um, opening weekends and stuff like that. So it's not like, oh, you know, go woke, go broke. It's like, no, do it as soon as possible so that you don't lose the audience and then have to try to win it back. I think that's the problem. That's the problem.
1: Mike Drop, that's Brooke Blurton at the truth.
0: Bony and Linda Mariano's Dream Club. So we are described by many as cute but creepy. So this is our season. This is the spooky season. Halloween coming up this weekend. For those of you who love astrology, like Linda, it's Scorpio season. Can I just say, I'm so sick of people saying what season it is depending on the star sign. Like you know how much I love Channy, I love it. Yeah, but I just keep it to myself. I'm sick of people being like, "Oh, guess what?" Like, shut up. We we've all got the apps. Just keep it to yourself. Shut up.
1: Just put your put your picture up where you think you look really hot, and just be done with it. Like you don't need to say it's Scorpio season. It's fine. I know that you just want to post that picture. Just post it. Just post it. You don't have to wait till it's the time that it's going to be your birthday. Do you
0: know what? It's sort of like the equivalent of um, (laughs) doing like a sexy sexy nurse's outfit for Halloween, isn't it?
1: Oh, it is. You know, like, oh,
0: guess what? I'm hot, but also I'm a bit spooky. I'm spooky. Watch out. So we won't be doing that this weekend because, firstly, we... We have a lot of respect for first responders, so we wouldn't be going around doing that to them. And secondly, um, we're going to be watching movies all weekend. And um, we wanted to share with you what some of our favourite spooky movies are. So, Lindy, what are your favourite spooky movies? I have a lot
1: because I I have a lot of friends that hate horror movies, but I'm like, nah, bring them on. I love them. I love getting scared. I love that apparently it makes you age faster. Does it? Oh, I I don't know. What, being in a perpetual state of anxiety for two hours every night if you're watching a horror film each night? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Giving yourself an, a slow-rising anxiety attack as you watch people get slowly stalked on the way, you know, inside of their house. Well, you'd
0: be carrying it around with you all day. because you watching oh, totally. To watch a and horror then movie. you dream about yeah, it and exactly. all those sorts of things. So you live in a horror movie after that. But I do
1: love a certain brand of horror movie that also kind of looks supernatural. It's weird, like aesthetically super bizarre. I bet we've got
0: the same one on our
1: list because I know... Okay,
0: you keep going. Okay, but I've got a is. few.
1: I've got... The original and the remake of Suspiria. Oh, right, that's
0: what I was going to say. But you got to do it. You know, it's yes. a classic.
1: It's an Italian. It's late 70s. It's a girl travelling to Germany to attend a ballet school. There is horror that ensues. She finds out the secrets that are there. It looks like the most surrealist. Dario Argento is the director. It's just mwah, gorgeous. It's so beautiful.
0: The the styling on the new one as well. The styling is, is so incredible. Beautiful. And then it's scary as hell. The new
1: one stars uh, Dakota Johnson and Tilda Swinton, and it's cute and creepy. Oh, so creepy.
0: So, so creepy. I knew as soon as you started talking that you were going to say I. that. Okay,
1: what's another one of your recommends?
0: Um, Recently, only very, very recently, um, the remake of Invisible Man. I really, really enjoyed it. It is so terrifying. And there are themes of like domestic violence and stalking and, and those sorts of things. So, you know, if you do have trouble um, with those sorts of things, definitely don't watch it because you will be triggered. Um, but it stars Elizabeth Moss and it is excellent. Okay. I, I love it. seen
1: that. It is so good. Treat yourself this weekend. Okay, okay. I got a couple more for you. Um, I'm a huge fan of the director Ari Aster and he's the guy that's behind Hereditary and Midsommar. So if you have not watched both of those, they are incredibly, like, slow-moving, thrilling, really scary, will sit with you for a long time afterwards. Wonderful films. And then if you are someone that maybe wants something scary but also kind of popcorn fun and you don't want something that's going to creep you out too much and you haven't seen it, a film that came out about a decade ago uh, called Cabin in the Woods is, like, easily one of... I think it's on those kind of best movies of all time lists. I haven't seen it. Oh, it's amazing. It's produced by Joss Whedon, who, of course, created Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So it's scary, but it is hilarious. It's one of easily the the best written horror films.
0: It should be a new genre called Scalarious.
1: It is Scalarious. It's a slasher film. It's got Chris Hemsworth, but it is critically acclaimed. It's so, so fun.
0: I can't wait to watch that. It's a
1: really good one.
0: Okay, so I've got a little one to throw in that is, it's a little bit left to field, but this is one of the ones that stayed with me when I was little and it's not for the um, for the theme of the movie or the stuff that was in it. But do you remember, this is spooky if you believe in ghosts, do you remember watching Three Men and a Little Lady, and there was that rumor about there being a ghost in one of the scenes because there's a little boy standing right by the curtains. So me and my cousins oh, would always have like sleepovers, drag all of the mattresses out into the lounge room, and watch scary movies. And so what we would do to terrify ourselves, as if we needed any more help because we love telling ghost stories, would put this mo- we'd put the movie on. This was back in the days of VHS. And we would get to the part, and then we would, like, pause it and see the little boy in the background and scare the absolute shit out of ourselves. Oh, my God. That kind of is ringing a bell. It's spooky. It's actually it's so spooky. 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 So there you go. If Aww. you want to get the living daylight scared out of you this weekend, there are hot tips. Or if you want to dress up as a slutty nose, you can do that too.
1: Pull some pranks. <laughs> Trick or treat. Trick or treat Dream Club. If you're indulging in a movie night this weekend, make sure you
0: indulge in heaps of popcorn with butter and salt. So much much salt. If you haven't started your Christmas shopping, you are already behind. Get your skates on. Shut up. It's true. Sorry. Think about your favourite album from when you were 15 and go back and listen.
1: sunscreen on the backs of your arms and the backs of your legs because they are prime hotspot positions. Let's dream. Oh, whoopee. It is our favourite time of the week where we do our sweet D&M and give you a little Dream Club
0: update. Now, you knew what your Dream Club update was going to be you put your bag down mm. and it just popped into your head. It did. So can you, I'm looking it? at my
1: bag. Okay, so I've got my tote bag here. This is my dream club update, which is, you know, a little personal thought for for how to better myself. Mm. <laughs> mm. I'm gonna just pull something out of here. Oh my gosh, what's going on? So I'm she's pull, got a bag on I've her got lap my here. Like black tote bag on on my lap here. Now, as I was coming here, as I was coming to work, I thought, I really want a snack. Mm. Um, and there was a banana that was in my fruit bowl. Mm. And what I hate is when bananas are overripe, but they've got too many of those black spots on there. Yeah, I hate
0: that too. And
1: I'm like, this one's on the verge. Mm. I need to eat it today. I want to eat it as my treat when I finish recording Dream Club with Mm -hmm. Rookie. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But if I put it in this tote bag with my water bottle, with my sunglasses, with my wallet, with my, like, AirPods, it's going to get even more bruised. Yeah. It's going to stink. It's going to get mushy.
0: Then your bag will smell it, that weird banana smell. It'll
1: be disgusting. So look at what I've did, what I've done. Brooke Boney.
0: Is that a sunglasses case?
1: (laughs) What is that? I've put my banana. This is a life hack. This is a life hack. Here you go. Heads up, Wolfie. It's a life hack. I've put my banana inside my soft sunglasses case. It perfectly fits. (gasps) And look, my banana is no more bruised. Then when I left the house, oh can I just get an observe God. from Tate, our producer? Independent There's a few black spots on here, but you know what? It's not mostly too soft. Fine. It's mostly <gasps> fine because it You're has right. been it has been softly caressed and held in place and supported Cradled. by a soft designer uh sunglass case that's got some padding in it. So so there you go. That's my that, that is my dream
0: call update. That is, wow. How dumb am I? No. Linda, don't say that. Don't you, you dare say that. Don't you dare. Anyway, okay, that's so, my update. Well, if we're talking about how dumb we are, then mine is also along the same <laughs> vein. Because I, uh, if we remember rightly, like a couple of weeks ago, we were like, yeah. oh, we're just going to ease back into lockdown. I mean, freedom, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, I am so friggin' busy again. It's like nothing, it's like lockdown didn't even happen. In a
1: good is this good or bad? What do
0: you think? Well, I'm just like, oh, great. So I haven't learned any lessons. All of a sudden, my calendar is full, full, full going out for dinners midweek doing everything every day and now I'm like oh I'm not carrying any of these Dumb lessons with me, Aww. so I don't know what to do. I need <laughs> lock down <laughs> No, I know what you mean. I are you busy? You good
1: to. I feel busy, and then I feel really guilty when I'm not busy. So I had a day. So you've
0: gone back into dummy I've gone mode back too. Into oh, dummy dear. mode. So on
1: Sunday, I purposely made no plans because I said, "Linda, you're sticking with this thing. You're going to be you're going to be all good. You don't need to fill your calendar again." And then I walked around on Sunday, and I was like, "Everybody's doing things." That person's in a restaurant. Those people are drinking out, you know, in that beautiful gar- pub garden thing. And yeah. uh, here I am, walking around doing the same doing thing I always did for four months. Cradling my bananas. Cradling my, <laughs> thinking about my life hacks and <laughs> my dumb bananas. <laughs> this is my dream call update. Oh, okay.
0: So then how do we overcome? It's FOMO, isn't it? If we're just being honest with ourselves. You you don't plan anything and then you think about all the things that everyone else yeah. is doing. That's it. That's all yeah, that's that's it is. is.
1: It was dumb. So I needed to, you know what I, I did? I was like, Linda, you're going to take control of this day in the way that you know how. Book yourself a massage, girl. That is what you are allowed to do. I know that you don't feel like being in restaurants with people, like making a plan at the last minute. So do what you can do now that you are out of lockdown. Do some self-care. Do you know what Be I did Be touched that by Friday. a stranger. That's, just, that's so true. So we just need to reign it. Rain it in, remember the things we love, mm-hmm. put your bananas in your sunglass cases. If you're not one of those fancy people that has one of those like banana condoms that I know you can buy from some sort of homeware store, if you want to save your dosh, put it in your Prada sunglass
0: case. <laughs> yeah, buy some Prada sunnies, <laughs> keep the case. Put your All right, we're clearly done here. <laughs> I'm so sorry about this. We've
1: really gone off the rails today. Yeah, love
0: you, love you, love you. Love bye. you. Bye. We're going to be, oh, yeah,
1: of course, we'll be back next Wednesday. Hit us up at the Dream Club podcast on Instagram,
0: especially if you've got any cute little life hacks. Be banana. <laughs> and also tell your friends um, to uh, listen to the show. <laughs> Just tell them. Just tell and them. also hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Do you want me to start?
1: Bam, bam, bam,
0: bam, bam. <coughs> Sick. Hey, there's two of them this time. I'll have to run. Bitten truth on these beats. Guess what? I'm hot, but also I'm a bit spooky. Mike, drop. No. In the year 2000. OK, Y2K. <laughs> Listener.